Hey guys, before the episode starts, I just want to say a few things. This episode has taken me days to edit. I recorded it really open and very detailed and very descriptive. I've really taken the time to be careful of the details and be very precious with what I want to put out there. I don't want anyone to feel like they are alone when it comes to experiences that they have had. And I really want especially girls to know that even though really scary, bad things can happen, there is light at the end of the day. And there, and I hope I can maybe push someone to seek help to process and work through these things because it has taken me years to actually say, I want to work through this. This is affecting me. So I just wanted to come on here, just say a little something. I hope you guys enjoy the episode. I think I'm going to come on the episode solely by myself every once in a while and kind of share my life and traumas and experiences because I think what makes me me or even the friend that I am is based on my experiences and that I've had in my life. I've always said my life is so crazy that I could write a book. So here's my audio book. <laughs> Sit tight, grab some popcorn. It's not a long one, but it's heavy. Thank you guys for listening and supporting Beijing. What's up, everybody? I am back, and today it's going to be just myself. This episode has been one that I have been somewhat dreading, but also know that I will feel so much lighter once I talk about this experience or experiences that I've had in my life. So I just want to give a trigger warning first and say that this episode is going to talk about sexual assault. It's going to be really heavy. I know that this subject can be sensitive to most. I know it is one of those taboo subjects that people just don't want to talk about. And it is something that I have buried in my soul. This project of this podcast has been so amazing for me and it has given me a new light in my life and has become such a passion project for me. So as I move forward, my number one thing has always been to be very authentic, to be honest, and to stay true to my truth and my story. The stories that I am going to tell you, it is about my life, you know, what I've gone through, and how I've coped and overcome certain things. Well, I think I have to start in high school. And I think it was my sophomore year, so I was 15. I became in a heavy relationship with a guy that was older than me. So he 
literally was my first love. I was a very toxic relationship and I was just absolutely enamored by this person. I want people that are in these types of toxic relationships, it's so hard to get away and it quickly became very aggressive. He was definitely um, popular and a jock and a lot of girls liked him and there was a lot of infidelity on his part. There were many instances where he became physically aggressive with me. In those times, a lot of the football players were doing steroids. So I think a lot of his aggression came from the fact that he was doing that and not giving him any excuses, um, but is the reason why I feel like happened why he was so aggressive with me um he was very jealous i was i was definitely his property let's just say it's completely hated him my sisters completely hated him a lot of people really hated him my side because it was taking over me and they just knew that he wasn't a good influence on me moments where he'd be like punching walls and it was literally like over my head and like sheetrock would be falling on my face from him punching through the wall. There were many times where I thought like, this is it. He's going to kill me today. He punched his hand so hard into the wall that he broke his hand. Like this is just where I was never 100% comfortable with the situation. I was, I don't know. I, I was young. There were times where I would say I wouldn't want to do certain things and they were pressured and get into this um, moment where you're frozen and those moments stick with you for the rest of your life. So I finally, I think when you finally get out of a relationship like that, you really one day snap out of it. I think it's just like a quick thing that happens I mean, this was so bad that he had a restraining order against the high school because he came into like one of my classes and was yelling at one of my teachers. And it was definitely really intense. There were teachers that would come and talk to me and tell me like, you got to get out of this, Sylvia. This is not good for you. And and a lot of things like that were happening. So everyone around me was aware of, you know, how bad it was. And there was nothing anyone could do or say to get me out of it. And like I said, one day it just snapped. Like I, my parents had blocked his phone number from at that time, the landline phone. I didn't have a cell phone. So they blocked his number from our house phone. So he couldn't even call me. So so the only way that we would were able to communicate is if I called him. I would go out and I would see some of his friends and I would just get so nervous that he was just going to show up and something was going to happen. So I lived in a lot of fear of him. Just never called him back one day and that's kind of how I ended it. And my mindset was so strong ending that when... I decided to finally never call him back. I knew that was the example of a man that I never wanted to have in my life ever again. And I was very headstrong about that. And I knew from here on out, I had to have boundaries and really not settle for something like that.
So you have a daughter, or her about body, what is normal and what is not normal when it comes to intimacy and love. Because I didn't have a lot of um, expectations or clarity about that. I just had in front of my eyes, I my parents are still married to this day. And so I just had the black and white, you get married, you have kids, you have a life. Like that was normal to me. So I was always chasing that. I always wanted the white picket fence and the family at the end of the day. That was always where my heart was. So I was always searching for that. And I was always a relationship girl. I loved and love being in a relationship and feeling love. Like I have an older soul. My mind was always older and more mature, more progressed, more advanced than most girls my age. I was just like 10 steps ahead. I also was the youngest cousin, like on my dad's side, I was the youngest. So I had all these older influences in my life. I was always hanging out with older cousins and things like that. Um, so I had a lot of older influence. I also had a dad that um, worked non non-stop and he worked his ass off to give us an amazing life so I chased daddy's love a lot I found myself doing anything and everything that my dad liked to be able to get that daddy's girl attention you know I would play soccer be not because I I mean I, I loved soccer but not just because I loved it, but because I knew my dad loved it. And he knew it would make him happy and proud. And I just wanted that feeling. Or me singing and being in bands. Like my dad sang in bands and is a singer. And I just knew if I did that, like he would be so proud of me. And he worked so much. He wasn't home a lot. And when he was home, he was sleeping. So I feel, and what I've learned again from doing my work in therapy, that I've chased a lot of older men because I was feeling that void of dad. Yeah, it's no offense to my dad. My dad was a great dad and did all he could. But that is, it's interesting, the small things that really make an impact on a child's life. A lot of pressures in my life when it came to men and experience with that first boyfriend in high school of that frozen experience and um, where like things would happen and I would just freeze and let it happen and wanting to do anything and everything to please him so he wouldn't be mad at me or upset at me or anything like that 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 carried on. So even though I knew I had the mindset of I never wanted to be with that type of person again or be treated like that again, the experience of being frozen in moments where I had a hard time saying no when I was uncomfortable with intimacy, or so I felt in a lot of pressures, um, in the music world, I had really terrible experiences as well. A lot of shitty people, man. I mean, there are some men that just shouldn't exist on this earth. Little things affected me in that sense. But 
found um, somebody that I was extremely compatible with when I was in my 20s. And we had an amazing relationship and we never fought. I don't think he ever yelled at me one time. And in that relationship, um, hurt um, from our surrounding people in that relationship. When I broke up with that person, because I think you guys heard in the last podcast with Dominic, um, I broke up with him because we would just weren't on the same page of what we wanted in our future. And like I said, at the end of the day, I always wanted to be a mom. I always wanted the white picket fence. So I had I broke up with him, still in love with him, and he. I really spiraled after that, and was trying to just fill this void of this broken heart. And I was drinking a lot my heart ache and break a lot of terrible things happened in those years afterwards so that I broke up with him I reacquainted with some old friends and we were partiers and because we had so much fun and I was always smiling I thought that I was good and happy and in reality I was just covering up so much pain and suffering. There are two different instances that changed my life forever. And was um, time where I was hosting some friends that came um, from Southern California. And we drank a lot. And we went back to... Um, a hotel and at that point I black out I remember being on the train on the way to this hotel and I've tried so many times so many times to remember and to understand something happened where I was in a bathroom with one of those people and that person videotaped me sent it to everyone and I had no idea that it happened so the next morning we wake up and I take them to breakfast and I remember it being kind of awkward um me leaving them and me being at back at the train station and I forgot exactly how I found out. I don't know if he told me. I can't remember who told me, but I remember at the time my best friend was calling me and I just couldn't answer because I was just like paralyzed that this was happening to me. It felt at the time I was dating someone that was one of that person's good friends and I called him instantly and I told him. I mean, one thing I have never been is a liar. I will never lie. And said he was ready for me to lie to him and I came clean instantly and I was so traumatized and paralyzed and frazzled in that moment and I just couldn't believe that I trusted these people and you know I know I take responsibility in the sense of I shouldn't have drank that much at all and I think I trusted these people but at the end of the day that person violated me in the sense of videotaping me when I was completely one 
and that person has a sister, you know, and I think about that, like, what if that happened to your sister? And so from that moment on, I deleted Snapchat, that's for sure. And I, to this day, the Snapchat is the devil and I will never go back on it again in my entire life. And I will never forgive that person for what he did to me. And I live with that. But that is truly the first time I really was suicidal. And in that moment that I was standing in front of the train, I was really ready to jump in front of it. I didn't want to face any of it. It was really embarrassing for me, and I knew that the victim is always the one that looks bad. And I knew that I was just going to look like a hoe or I was going to look like a cheater, and it was never going to be understood. There was maybe two, three people that really had my back and, and defended me through that, and I will always love them for that. Uh, that is a really hard thing that I had to go through, and it was very terrible. Moving forward with my kid, they, they definitely will not be having social media for a very long time. And when they're old enough to handle this story, that is something that I am going to share with them. So that was the first of the spiral of what changed my life indefinitely. A few months later, I went to visit my cousin in Portugal and we were on the last day. So we decided that we were going to go um and have a really nice dinner the dinner it was amazing we shared a bottle of wine and on the way walking back home we walk past a club and they were playing bay area music and we were like what the heck is going on well like, we have to go in they're playing bay area music in lisbon portugal this is crazy go in and we're dancing we're having a good time we get another drink and the bartender was really sketchy, very sketchy. And he was like very entertained by us. But you had to understand the dynamic of my cousin and I. We were literally the performers of the family since we were little girls. So that type of attention was a lot of fuel for us. We were dancing, we were singing, we were being crazy. We were, that was just normal for us to be getting that attention of like, oh, my that club and we found this as we're walking this like latin club and we were like oh my god this is so cool so we're just listening to this band and see the bartender guy from across the way just like staring at us he's a lot older than us and then he talks to us he's like why didn't you guys come back to my club and we'll hang out I'm like okay so my cousin says, I'm going to go get some cigarettes. I'll meet you guys there. Okay. So she leaves me with this gentleman and I go. I don't remember anything after that. Um, I He put something in my drink and woke up to me on the floor in this club, empty, 
pitch black. All some lighting was coming through. And he was on top of me, punching me. No, I, and all of a sudden, I'm just, I don't even know where I'm, I'm so frazzled. I don't even know. I'm, I have to be in a plane in a few hours to go home. And I just see my cousin and she just almost falls to her knees. And she's like, Sylvia, I've been looking for you for like three hours. And mind you, I had no idea that any hour went by. Tell her right away and she kept saying did he do anything to you did he do anything to you and I was like no no he didn't he went back to her apartment and we laughed and I I was in a state of disbelief so I was just trying to get through the last moments with my cousin and just get home and I you know just a couple hours later I get to the airport and just non-stop and that 13-hour flight was the hardest time because I felt so disgusted with myself. I just wanted to get home and take a shower and everything to get home. I don't know if I told my sister that day or the day after, but I did end up telling my sister. And that secret was held safe with my sister for many years. And I cry about that because I'm very grateful that I was able to have someone at least right away to open up to about it. Um, and I hated myself for it. And I only have, I can't say I only have myself to blame, but alcohol is a very dangerous, dangerous thing, especially when you're a female. I almost wish I had a daughter so that I can prepare her for this nasty world. But working through a lot of the traumas of that, I've grown a lot. And from that moment, I was never the same. I knew that I had to change my life because I was putting myself in situations where I could be dead because I didn't get my happy ending with the person that I wanted it to be with doesn't mean I don't deserve a happy ending. Humans knew that I wanted a certain life and I was going to live that life to achieve it and I begged and prayed and to give me somebody that made sense to me and my my person that I dreamed of since I was a little girl. I am so relieved and happy to say that I have found the most amazing man in, and him and I have worked through our own traumas before he was previously married and had, and that was a lot of trauma for him and so him and I came into one another's life in the most perfect time and we really had walls around us and we really broke those down and there is no one I could picture by my side more than him and 
what I always lacked from friends and relationships is my, in my life is someone that had my back. And my husband has my back. And if you fuck with me, he will have my back. And he is the most loyal person. I mean, not just a husband, but a friend and person in this world. And if you cross paths with him, you are a lucky person because he... They just don't make them like him anymore. So I did get my dream. I got my white picket fence. I mean, I don't want to say it's perfect, right? Not, nothing in life is perfect, but I did get my happy ending. I have my beautiful sons and I'm in a really better place right now. Um, now I know better. I do not drink to get drunk. Uh, I just wanted to really come clean in a sense of these experiences because there are so many people that live with this and they never share their story or they never just let that rock out of them so that they can feel lighter. I'm so proud of the woman and mother and wife that I am and knew that I was always going to be and knew all I needed was the right person to be able to share me and my best with another person. And I'm going to continue being an advocate for girls or people in these instances and situations and know that because of these things happen to you it doesn't mean you're a hoe or it doesn't mean you're this promiscuous person or doesn't become your identity so I am done having this story and these things be my identity I'm moving past it and I am doing work on myself to be better and the more that I talk about it and the more that I can relate to other people and know that so many other people have gone through things so similar, I heal even more. I just want to thank everybody that has supported me thus far with this podcast. I really hope that I touch certain people and I am always your friend. I will be here just to listen. I'm here with mounds of advice and words of encouragement. And just know that you're not alone. And shit happens. And it does not make you a bad person. And it does not make you unworthy of love. And you can get your happy ending in everything that you've ever dreamed of. And I am living proof of that. So that's me. This is my vulnerable show. Just me, myself, and I. I hope that not every show is this deep and vulnerable and we can get back to laughing. But no pain, no gain. And I have gained a lot from my pain. Bye.